Yeah. Uh. It's saving for one, one, you feel me? I teach you how to save. You earn your money, you earn your money. I know you can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save. Rule number one: if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense. You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge, and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here. Clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Podcast number 15, Insurance is Your Friend. The Webster definition of insurance is coverage by contract whereby one party undertakes indemnify or guarantee another against loss by a specified contingency of pearl. <laughs> Sounds pretty deep. Huh? In other words, paying a company to accept your risk or loss of life, income, or property for a price, which is called a premium. Now, before we get into the particulars of insurance. Let's do this week's A to Z financial definition because I know you enjoy learning new stuff. Well, today is the letter M and M is for mutual fund, mutual fund, a mutual fund, which is a type of investment. Uh, This is a financial vehicle made up of a pool of money collected by many investors to invest in securities such as stocks, bonds, money markets, anything you can possess. And the mutual fund is operated by a professional. These are called money managers. These money managers allocate the fund's assets and attempt to produce basically capital gains or income for the fund's investor. A mutual fund's portfolio is structured and maintained to match the investment objective stated in the fund's prospectus. So in other words, if you're investing in a growth fund, it's going to invest in growth companies. If you're investing in a bond fund, it's going to invest in bonds, but it is professionally managed and should stick to a particular agenda in terms of what they're trying to accomplish in their investments. So that is a mutual fund. Mutual funds do come with higher fees sometimes, not all of them, but some of them. So you want to make sure you understand what the fees are in your mutual fund and whether or not it would be beneficial for you to invest outside of the fund or in the fund itself. That is today's financial definition. A to Z, M is for mutual fund. All right. You know, I got to tell you, in case you didn't know, Murphy of Murphy's Law is alive and well. You never know when he's going to put his law in effect. So having insurance takes away the financial devastation of a loss. And that will help with the emotional devastation. of I mean, loss is going to happen, whether it be property, health, or your life. You should have all types of insurance. Auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, long-term care, or nursing home insurance. And of course, today I want to focus on life insurance because it is a very powerful and effective way to build wealth in our community. And it 
has many benefits. It's important for you to know how you should own life insurance, what kind of life insurance you should own, and know what that benefit is to you and your family. Now, there are basically five types of life insurance. Whole life, term life, universal life, variable universal life, index universal life, whole life. Now, whole life, this is a type of life insurance that costs the same as long as the insured person is alive and that particular person is still paying the premium. It pays a benefit to the survivors when the person has died. Doesn't grow as fast or have the, the uh, higher growth rate as other types of life insurance, but it is a fact. Term life insurance is a little bit different. This is you re- basically renting the life insurance. When you're younger and you don't have the financial means to own your policy, it's always a good idea to get term life. And this is life insurance that provides coverage for a set term and does not accumulate cash value as it grows. So you're paying for the life insurance, but you don't have any cash value in it. So you might get a 10-year term or a 20-year term. After that term period is over, they're going to renew your policy at a higher price. So the younger you are, the less it costs. The older you are, the more it tends to cost. Then you have universal life insurance. Now, universal life insurance is characterized by flexible premiums, benefits, and payment schedules. Now, it indexes the cash value value to money market interest rates. And and by the periodic reporting of current value and company costs charged to the account to the account. And that can be kind of complicated, but basically universal life fluctuates with interest rates. Variable universal life, this is a universal life policy, but it has variable accounts or built-in mutual funds in the in the insurance policy. A life insurance which is a part has a part of its cash value in the policy going towards fixed accounts and part of it going towards equity accounts. The money grows tax deferred, but you do you are allowed to have more risk in your policy. You can be as aggressive as you want to or as conservative as you want to. And as you might imagine, someone has to be paid to put you in and out of equity accounts. So therefore, there's going to be more charges in a variable universal life policy. Uh, you can get very good growth in a variable universal life policy, but you can also lose money in a variable universal life policy. But the one that seems to be the most powerful right now and most often used by financial advisors at this time is indexed universal life. Now, this is a universal life policy that indexes or tracks a particular index. So you're not actually in the market, you're just tracking the market, which gives you some, some guarantees of not losing principal that you put in it. So it allows the owner to allocate cash value amounts to either a fixed account or an equity index account. And the policy offers a variety of well-known indexes such as the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ 100. IUL, as it's called for short, these policies are also a little bit more volatile than fixed universal life life policies, but less risky than variable universal life policies because no money is actually invested in the equity. So you need to know what kind of life insurance is best for you, how much money you have to spend towards the life insurance and what you're trying to accomplish with the insurance policy itself. Now, you know, I can appreciate how complicated all this can be and knowing which type of life insurance is not an easy decision. The main decision you need to make is knowing that you need to have life insurance and how much life insurance you need. Keep in mind that this decision would be made a lot easier if you were to put in place a comprehensive financial plan. We talk a lot about financial planning on this show because it works. A comprehensive financial plan takes a look at the overall financial position that you're in and what your true need and what your goal is. How much life insurance do you need to accomplish your financial goal? Maybe you have a legacy strategy that you want to put in place. You want to leave a million or two million dollars to your kids or a half a million dollars to a, a charity or a church. Well, then that's going to factor 
factor into how much life insurance you need to have. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why would anyone not want to have life insurance? And that's true. If someone set up a table out on any street in America and was giving away free life insurance, everyone would get sucked. So it's not that people don't want life insurance. They just don't want to pay for life insurance. And I've been wrestling with the question of how to convince people that life insurance is a good expense to have. It is a good investment to put your money towards. I've been doing this for 30 years trying to figure this one out. However, this dialogue between me and the fictional character Anthony Fu in my book, A Fool and His Money, should help you to understand some of the mental roadblocks <laughs> get in the way sometimes of wealth building and wealth transfer. So uh, take a listen. Man, did you hear about West Coast Willie? No, I haven't seen him in over a year. How's he doing? He's not doing. He died last week of an aneurysm. What? 50 and out. Man left behind three teenagers and a wife. How was Cynthia handling it? Is she okay? About as okay as you can be with a mortgage, a second mortgage, and a serious tuition bill staring you down the throat. You know, he ain't leaving. No insurance, no insurance, no nothing. Oh, West Coast Willie. <laughs> you know, he believed in living in the moment and letting the future take care of itself. Well, maybe she can sell that $100,000 Benz for about $30,000 a tie over. One thing for sure, as fine as Cynthia is, she won't be alone for long. What's the point of leaving money behind for some other man to spend my money, drive my car, and lay up in my bed with my wife? I ain't mad at Willie, though. It's just like I told Willie. Another man might come through, but he isn't going to be you. Plan on dying old and leaving a big pair of shoes under the bed. And by that, I mean taking the proper steps to assure your family's security when you die. You need to have enough life insurance to pay off all the bills, loans, tuitions, and replace your annual income for at least five years. What? Man, that's a lot of loot you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Most people need more than a million dollars in life insurance to properly address the family's needs when they die. <laughs> Man, I don't know about that, Em. No one left me anything. Anthony, did you know that with the right amount of life insurance and financial education, we could wipe out poverty in our community in one generation? So why should I be the one to step it up. It's also about your legacy, Anthony. How you want to be remembered. Question is, how big will those shoes be under your bed? Do you love your family enough to provide for them even after you're dead and gone? If I could, I'd help you make it through the hungry years. But I know that I can That's love. So listen, if you're still a little bit confused about life insurance and how it works, because it's hard to really communicate the full effect or full benefit, uh, you should go over to my website, marshallyourmoney.com, and then click on the information on life insurance, which will be under calculators. So it'll kind of help guide you through how much life insurance you need based on the goals you want. And if you just want more understanding about what life insurance is, under resources, click on newsletters or glossary, and you'll find articles about life insurance and how it can affect you. Oh, but of course, you can always give me a call, 832-440-7293. 
832-440-7293 or give me an email at james at marshallyourmoney.com james at marshallyourmoney.com and tell me about your particular situation and we'll figure out how much life insurance you need and what kind of life insurance you need. The key thing to remember is this. We can wipe out poverty in our community because have been using life insurance to transfer wealth and to build wealth in our community for years. So it is effective. You're transferring the ability to keep money and grow money in your community over to life insurance companies. Just remember, the cheapest policy is not always the best policy. You want to go with companies that have financial strength. They'll be available and able to pay out that death claim when that death event happens. And we all got to go. We just don't know when. So the key thing is know how much you need, know how much you can afford, know why you're getting it. Because one thing I've learned over 30 years of doing financial planning and providing life insurance for clients is that if you are not committed to this life insurance that you're purchasing, you will drop that premium. You will drop that policy. You you will no longer want to make that payment each month or each quarter or each year. But if it is something that you know you need and you know why you're getting it, you're more likely to make it something that you continue all the way through to the end. So understand why you need life insurance, what kind of life insurance. And the main thing is just do it. Thank you so much for listening. And like always, keep building wealth. See you next time. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time.